1: They can tell us we're crazy and we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. I do everything you know. was a goddamn night. Put you up and explode. Like it's the fourth of tonight. Possessed by perfection. In this land, if you're awake, you're the enemy. Thank you. ou je килcia Welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. I have with us today a an amazing guest, somebody who I wanted, whom I've wanted to speak with for probably the better part of a year, if not even a little bit more. And somehow, time just keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking into the future. Um, before we bring her on, though, I do want to address the trucker convoy. Uh, this is something that a lot of my audience members have been asking about and texting about. Uh, and you know, am I there and this that and the other thing. I'm not there. I'm not in Ottawa. Uh, I'm south of Ottawa, I'm in Toronto. And but I am seeing footage directly from my friend's cell phones. I'm seeing all kinds of amazing stuff. And I do know the one thing that that I'm seeing the most is manufactured division. So anything that you see that is just raw footage, it just seems to be that people are working together, they're charity,' they're, they're working in in cohesion with regards to people getting fed, people getting gasoline. Uh, people getting, um, you know, good songs, good heat, good everything. Everybody seems to be having a good time. There are jackasses in every crowd. Uh, where do I think this is going to go? I honestly, I, you know, there are so many levels to that. Uh, and that's something that I'll probably get into in another episode, but I am giving an update right now. Um, they're saying that, uh, you know, people are starting to talk and, and, and the rumbles are, things are starting to move in a direction towards conclusion. Which I'm really happy about, and that you know they stopped the honking as far as I know, which is really good because there that was kind of a dickhead move. Um, you know, you're up there, you're protesting, but people are still living up there, and they don't want to hear the horns, and I don't want to hear the horns when I'm in traffic. I don't even get honk my horn when I get cut off. So just you guys being there and just you guys being blocking the roads is obviously message enough. So thank you everyone for no more honking. Um, it leads me, however, into uh, our first guest, our only guest, the guest, the best guest, Sandra Roles. Um, She is a motivational speaker. She's a, a spiritual entertainer, much like myself. Uh, her and I have a lot in common with regards to the way we thinks, uh, thinks says, is, is, and do, is. And I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, if I mess up my words throughout the rest of this podcast, it is because I am exhausted. But it's been one hell of a great day, and it's a fantastic exhaustion. Uh, so without further ado... Sandra, welcome to the show. I was going to say welcome back to the show, but it was another podcast that you and I did. So welcome to the Mental Mastery Alliance.
0: Thank you, Adam, for inviting
1: me. <laughs> we did a podcast probably about two years ago. No, a year and a half ago. Uh, and we met through a mutual friend whom I haven't heard much from recently. She's kind of gone MIA. Um, and, and you struck me as somebody who was absolutely genuine, uh, very sincere, and just speaking a message of rock-solid clarity. Uh, You and I both stand on the same precipice of uh, anti-division, and we live in a world right now that is massively divided, uh, and everyone's looking for answers. And it's hard to stay in an anti-divisional mindset and give answers. How do you find that you handle that?
0: Well, it's a really good question, and what we're seeing on a global level is also happening inside of the family. So I also had to deal with that on a family level, but there was a lot of division within my family. And how do you handle that? How do you have your own boundary? This is what I think, this is what I believe, but without going into any energy of trying to force the other person to see your point of view, Mm -hmm. to actually come from a place of unconditional acceptance for everybody's path, for everybody's thought process, and to just love your family and still stay in the family because there's been a lot of pressuring at the kitchen table. Yeah. Either way, I'm not taking any sides here, but just seeing what happened in my own family and then how that reflects in the outer world Right. And how do we deal with that on a day-to-day basis? And I think that is where the true mastery comes in, where we get to practice what we preach and all the things that we learned over the years. Now we're being required to put that into practice.
1: I would agree with that. And even to take it one step in, uh, more uh, you know, introspectively is, it's the battle that's going on inside you. You're fighting, you're at war with yourself with regards to what you believe and why you believe what you believe. And that to me is, is it's, it's an interesting thing because, you know, when you sit there and there's, there's one of those uh, exercises that I love when you're arguing with yourself, you can literally watch yourself argue. So there is the arguer, the person that's saying one thing inside you, the person that's saying the other thing. And the one thing that a lot of people glance over is that there is another party observing the argument, Inside you. So when you talk about the dinner table, and I'm in the same thing right now with, with my group of friends or with, with a small group of friends. I've got, I'm on a group chat, um, and I love these guys. I've known them since I'm 14, right? And, and one of them is, is 100% uh, 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 listening to and, and believing the media. And I love him to pieces, but you can tell that he's mad at me for not believing that sort of thing and i laugh at that because i'm a bit of a shit disturber and i will all poke that bear you know just for fun um and it's funny it's funny to me to sort of watch this and, and to be privy to this and to know full well that he ain't angry he's just he's just been programmed by the television to have an idea and to defend it and if you don't agree with him now you're the bad guy. Now you're attacking his morals when he doesn't yet even realize that his morals were implanted in him through the, the perception that he has from the media, from this, that, and the other thing, the flip side of that coin. And again, being on the non-divisional side, every single thing that would have me believe something different. I also, that's just me verbalizing what I was exposed to. Right. So I took the time to look at this and that made sense to me. And one thing led to another, this, that, and the other thing. And again, I've found that the more that I've gone down the rabbit holes, the more I no longer have a stance one way or the other. And it's kind of a shame too, because there's a lot of times, you know, how many times have we heard the sentence, you know, um, stand for something or fall for everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's detrimental. I think that even, even certain media tropes, you know, that sound motivational are detrimental. It's the same as a leopard can't change its spots. Right? the whole reason we exist on this planet or this plane or this realm or reality or wherever we are, the only reason we're here is to change our spots. I don't know if you know with regards to introspection with regards to changing your spots with regards to being open to absolutely everything what how do you feel about how do you feel about I guess conflict resolution inside your own family how did you handle that around your own table?
0: Well, I must say I've done decades of personal work, not saying that everybody needs to do decades of uh, internal work because we're all, we've created a certain momentum and people that came before me many, many years before me that were teachers and facilitators created a certain level of momentum and I caught their momentum.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then there's people right now that are creating momentum. So at any point when anybody wants to change their thoughts, which I would like to refer to as really understanding what your programming is on a subconscious level because it's what is in our conscious mind, what is in our subconscious mind, what is triggered in our subconsciousness by all the media, all the movies, all the shows that we watch, and how can we be more mindful of what we watch and what we saturate our subconscious mind with because when from my own perspective, it was friends and family that also tried to persuade me into a different direction. Mm. But when I truly opened my heart and listened to them, I could see that they genuinely thought that I was in danger. Right. So how do you deal with that? You can only deal with that from a place of compassion and at the same time have your own boundaries and say, hey, you have to trust me on this. We've been friends. You've known me for a long time. You have to trust me on this, that I am following my intuitive guidance or all of the information that I am saturating my uh, existence with. So on a family level, I would say unconditional acceptance, unconditional love, and kind of we're in this shit storm together. And it's like, let's not make any life-changing decisions while we are angry or while we feel misunderstood
1: mm-hmm. and just
0: practice non-violent communication and practice holding our boundaries because it doesn't mean that you have to listen to what they're saying necessarily. You can listen, but it doesn't mean that you have to change your way if that doesn't feel like it's what you you and your heart want to do. Yeah. And okay. And to come back to the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, that ties into the programming because up until the age of seven, our mind is so open to any type of information without any filters. Mm -hmm. And it is as if we are in a state of hypnosis. So everything that was taught to us, that we experienced that was coming into our reality before the age of seven, plays a big factor and especially now what's going on. So a lot of people go back to the default setting from when we were younger than seven years old. So a lot of childhood trauma is being triggered. And what are you watching? What are you listening to? Because we can change our spots. We can reprogram our subconscious mind. And again, I'm coming back to the saturation. So I've come to a point myself where I stopped watching mainstream news many, many years ago. But now I've come to a point where even a show on Netflix, I have to be super vigilant. (laughs) Even watching a show that is popular and that back in the day I would do binge watching of a certain show. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm becoming super aware where my energy drops, where I feel... There's a, my energy is being drained where stress hormones come up, where certain emotions are coming to a height. And I I can actually tie it back to interactions that I have with people in in real life, Mm. conversations that I have, but also with movies and shows, music. So all of us podcasts that you listen to. So you have to constantly be vigilant and check in with yourself. What is working for you? And I love to use the scale of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins because it gives us a number and it's easy to work with a number. And for the listeners out there that have not heard about the scale of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins, it's, you can find it on, on Google, any type of search engine that you use. And he, in his work, says that the level of consciousness to 50 is neutrality anything below 250 gets us in anxiety depression fear anything above 250 that's where we can make like a positive change in our lives so when i when i work with my with the people that reach out to me i often refer to the scale of consciousness because a number gives you it's it's like a lifeline you can hold on to it you can it's a measuring stick because it's very, very hard for us to determine what gets us out of alignment or what gets us back into alignment. I would say
1: when you talk about the media, yeah, it's, it's a it's foregone conclusion. I don't think that there's a single listener right now that, that you know, still watches the old six o'clock news. Um, and, and yeah. I'll tell you, you know, my awakening, um, however you want to put it, you know, sort of growing into certain levels and, and understanding and comprehension of things and where we are and what we're seeing and doing. There are things that you lose. I lost interest in sports. I lost interest in distractions. I lost interest in drinking. I lost interest in unnecessary people. I lost interest in distraction, distraction, distraction. Um, I lost complete interest in television shows and everything like that because I just, you just saw through them all. Um, one of the interesting things too, and one of the fun things is uh, once you sort of live through that and you understand it and you see it and you sort of remove yourself from all of it. You're able to go back to it um, and, and understand that, you know, you live in a reality that that was all very much third dimensional. And even though it was third dimensional and even though it wasn't necessarily, you know, it was all just distraction to keep you away from your fifth dimensional, sixth dimensional self. Being aware of that allows you to go back and kind of enjoy it and see it differently. Um, now I watch a movie now and There's, you know, I used to love horror movies. I was a big fan. I'm a massive fan of the horror genre when I was locked in my third dimension. And it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is supposed to scare you. And I I was never overly scared from them. I wanted to, I was, I always, I was fascinated with the, with the methodology. I was fascinated with the, the rhythm that a horror movie is supposed to follow. And they hit certain notches and certain heads, and they've got certain scare jumps at the right time. and, And there's just this formulaic approach to a horror movie that I very much enjoyed. Watching them now, I lose interest um, because I feel them attempting to pull my energy. Uh, And that to me is just, it's it's not a thing anymore. Watching every other television show. And like you said, you used to binge and all that sort of stuff. When I watch that stuff now, like, I mean, I can watch it, but I'm not watching it for the story that they're telling. I'm watching it for the story that they're telling. There is always an underlying tale that is to be had in any story. Um, and, you know, especially when you see the, the, the Masonic checkered floor in, in the movies, you know, you know that you're getting a double entendre, double message. Um, and that's kind of an interesting thing, too, because you watch that stuff and you see the messages that they're saying. Like they're, the movie, for example, I know you don't watch movies, but there's a movie called uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix. Um, you would it would behoove you specifically you to watch that movie, because what that movie is, is, is it's a mockery of the media by the media telling you flat out that you're foolish for looking up. The whole premise of it is don't look into the sky to see imminent death coming. Just watch the television and anyone that looks up is crazy, right? Does that sound familiar? A little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. and when we talk about anti-division, we live in a world where the prime minister of Canada has flat out said, if you support these truckers, you're a racist. No, if you're an unvaccinated, you're a racist and a misogynist he went on television and said that this, this man is driving division in, into the, into, into our country, into Canada. Like, like not even just tapping at it. He's, he's ramming a sledgehammer through it. And to me, it's like, you're seeing these people who, who haven't had the opportunity to sort of tap into themselves, uh, just kind of fall into, fall into the hate. And another thing too, is people miss the hate. They miss the division. They think that they think, The majority of this, because this is how it was delivered, the majority of everything going on right now, you'll keep hearing this, follow the money, follow the money. Well, the powers that be, in my opinion, invented money to keep us low vibrational as well. So the money isn't for them. It's for us. It's for us to be the distraction. It's for us to not have all the information. We can't play with a full duck, you know? And if we're constantly hunting down the money, we're missing the point. And the point to me has always been, as far as I, as soon as I became aware, the point to me was... Energy keep these low vibrations going, and just drain the people. Drain the people, right? And if they keep them in a low vibration, they don't they don't rise up, they don't challenge, they don't step into their own purpose. And once we do that, once we actually step into our purpose, you know, everyone that's telling us we have to do this, that, and the other thing, they lose their power. So, I mean, that, that was long winded, and you're the guest here, not me. But what's your take on on that? I'm like on a financial system. I mean. I'm sure you've got a million things you want to say, but I'm curious to know, do you, would you agree with me that, that, that the powers that be made the money to keep us chasing the wrong thing or am I just out oh, in that field on that one?
0: Yeah. I, I want to come back. Cause I actually did see that movie. Don't look up. Oh, good. Cause I do still watch movies and certain shows. I just to see, yeah. Tune in. Like, when do I need to turn it off? When do I need to stop watching something? And mm-hmm. I actually did watch, don't look up for educational purposes to see, yeah. Yeah. Because they need to hide it in plain sight because yeah. that's part of the deal. <laughs> and I actually send out the title, Don't Look Up to a Lot of People. Like, hey, hey, look, this is actually what's, what's going on. It's amazing that they're actually showing it, it yeah. in a Hollywood production <laughs> with, with big actors. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. And
1: yeah. Did you catch the running joke in that? The,
0: the I, mil- I watched it the, like when it just came
1: out. So so the running joke that I caught that I absolutely loved, um, and it just looks funny on the surface, but it was they were waiting in the White House and the, the military general went to the cafeteria and got chips and water. And they said it's super expensive. So you had to yes. pay for it. So they all gave him like 20 bucks or whatever. For chips and water. And that is a representation of the military complex, just taking your money for no reason. And she brought it up like four times in the movie. I still can't get over that. The general charged us for the chips and water. What was that? Right.
0: Yes. So, yes. That was, that was funny. Beautiful subtleties. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And then I, I really love the end when they all went off planet <laughs> and then they got, it was instant karma when they went off planet. Cause that's kind of, you know, another theory that's going on with all of these,
1: um,
0: off planet travels. I, personally, so, yeah, I personally,
1: go ahead. Sorry about that. Yeah. My, my issues on space. I, you know, I'm not, I don't have a definitive answer as to what space is, but I have a lot of questions. I can tell you mm-hmm.
0: that. <laughs> yeah. But the end of the movie was interesting to see. And, um, yeah, what, and it's, we, you were talking about, the financial system. And I do think that we are busy rebuilding something new, mm-hmm. because we can destroy the old before we built something new. And we're kind of, we're having one foot in one reality, another foot in another reality. So, and just to make that more general, I think that goes for everything. That goes with taking back your power, with becoming so- a sovereign being, with having to use your own brain instead of it being constantly bombarded and programmed by somebody else, it's like we're taking back our power on so many levels, and that starts within.
1: Yeah,
0: it starts literally in inside yourself. Like, how do I balance masculine, feminine? How do I balance my negative positive polarity? There's always going to be polarity, and we do need the polarity to learn and to grow and to evolve. Perfect. And even as we look at the the bigger picture and all these global leaders. And I live in the United States right now. I took steps. I I stepped out of my comfort zone many, many times to move from Belgium. Mm -hmm. And they're now calling Brussels the capital of lunacy, which is kind of funny because, you know, that's uh, my country of birth is Belgium. And I moved seven years ago, but it was a series of uncomfortable steps that I took To get myself in the United States, in Arizona, in a state that is as free as it can be, globally speaking. And I do, when people say, oh, you're so lucky that you are there. I don't believe in that concept of luck. I believe in taking your power, following your intuition, following your guidance and making, taking steps towards your preferred destination. So
1: did you see see something like this coming? Is that the, the way you were sort of saying that, like, did you see this in that way? Cause you're, I mean, again, you know, not to toot your horn, but you're way more advanced in, in a lot of things than I am, even though we're on the same path, you're 80 miles ahead of the road. And so did you see this coming like this, the, the extent of what this is?
0: So back into when they were talking about the 2012 and what was going to happen in 2012, I got heavily involved in that and thinking like, Oh my God, you know, it's happening. It's happening. Hmm. So certain things were set in motion. In 2012, a lot of stuff was set in motion for mm-hmm. me. And and when I look back in hindsight, I can see, wow, this all helped me to then in 2020, 2021, be wherever I needed to be. And because I, I honestly would – that would be so hard to be in Belgium right now. And my children still live there. Most of my family – Still lives there, and they are going through a whole rebirthing process. It's a very challenging process for a lot of people in Europe. That's kind of the countries that I'm following because I have friends and family right. there. But at the same time, I I also honor every person's individual rhythm and all you know everything happens at the right time for every individual. I have to believe that. That's the only way I can be in the present moment and honor everybody's path that they've chosen on some level. And when we see these global leaders, it, you can pierce right through it. You can see their agenda. They're all saying the same thing. They're all, you know, um, they all went to Mr. Schwab's class and they all went and all, got their
1: all Schwab ladies and job. Yes,
0: yeah. They all <laughs> went to the same school. So on some level, what they're doing right now is just giving the people an opportunity to say no, to have a boundary. And, and what the truckers are doing in Canada is an example of that. How can you peacefully protest and mobilize a lot of people because there's more people that don't want all of the restrictions and that don't want the division and the polarization. The pe- Most people want peace. They don't want war.
1: Yeah. And they were pushed. We were all pushed in Canada from peace to aggression. And it was one of those things where like it, it appeared to me at the time that Canada was attempting to comply its way out of tyranny. And and that can't happen. Now, again, there's a lot of people that'll say, you know, it's very negative. It's very it's a very negative state. We're in a negative state. Um I I almost feel guilty when I look at this and I see all of the oppression, I see everything. And I think to myself, this is an opportunity for you. Like you said, to take your sovereignty back, to take your power back. I no longer believe in trusting the government. Not that I ever really truly did, but like right now I have no desire to placate any of their games. I have no desire to be at war. I know I have no desire to be aggressive. I will just politely tell anyone. No, whenever they ask me for something that I was blindly supporting before. Um, and I'll, I'll explain to them why I feel that way. Uh, and, and since this all sort of woke up, like prior to all this going down, I don't know how you felt about it, but I know myself and a a few other people like minded, um, we all felt like outsiders, complete outsiders prior to COVID where everyone made fun of us. We were tinfoil hat guys. We were this, we were that, but as COVID rolled through, like every single conspiracy, we used to have to like quietly talk about in the back end, It all came true. So, Now we've got a problem where everything that we ever predicted came true. Like, you know, are we, you know, what's actually happening? Like, and, and, and you hear other people be like, do you, are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of this? Are you proud of knowing that? I'm like, man, it was just a matter of looking and that you didn't see it is is weird too. You know? So I don't know. I don't like, I personally don't know what comes next, but I do know that for the first time in my entire life, the past two, three years, I have true to goodness, passion inside me. Like prior to that, you know, prior to my awakening and prior to my awareness, you know, it was all about, I was in sales and I was good at it. And we did, you know, all kinds of roaming, everything like just that, like that movie, a Wolf of Wall Street, that is literally what sales was, you know, and that, that was huge. That was, but no matter how much money you had, no matter how many things you acquired, like I was dead inside, dead and miserable. Right. So can I say that, you know, giving all that up and, 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 and taking on the mantle that I've taken on now made me 100% happier. A thousand percent, right? But now the question lies: Was it you know what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did I snap inside mentally, or did I just physically start changing? And I think at the same time, I think I personally think, and I'd love to get your take on this because I know you went from the third dimension to the fifth. What do you think took place? I think for myself, I think it. it I think it was just sort of like I was in the darkness, and then a light showed up, kind of over there, and all aspects of me. Sort of like like a moth to the flame flickered over that way. So there was no what came first. I think it all happened at the same time. What's your take on that? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I feel that right now everybody's off the fence. (laughs) So (laughs) before it was like you could be comfortably sitting on a fence and not take a side and not and not in a negative way, but not have an opinion about what's going on in the world. And we just got in this acceleration. Uh, process where you have to you have to pick a side and I almost feel like people are rapidly rapidly waking up to their authentic intuitive knowing of this is there's something's off Mm. something's off and for me yeah that that was a slower process So in that regard, I commend myself for starting that work early, but that's not because I wanted to do it, Adam. It's because I was pushed into it because I come from a background of a lot of childhood trauma Mm. and a lot of stuff that happened to me in relationships. So I had to, for my own survival, I had to start looking into healing myself and Taking control of myself, taking back my power. So I already, I've done this process, let's say over 20, 30 years yeah. time span. And I see people being blasted, being they're in the pressure cooker and everything's going so fast. So that is very yeah. challenging for people, but I can look at it from a place of compassion. Like, yeah, I, I remember being in that pressure cooker. I remember how uncomfortable. That felt. But in hindsight, that's how we learn. You know, we we have to live our lives forward, but we learn about life by looking backwards Mm -hmm. and turning pain into wisdom. So when I look back, it's like, wow, every step I took caused me to be right here where I am right now and feeling the way I'm feeling right now. And how. And I think that's where that momentum and people that came before me, because I had to have mentors and teachers and facilitators to help me to get out of a big black hole when I was in a depression or not feeling very
1: well. And, and ladies and gentlemen, sorry to cut you off, Sandra, ladies and gentlemen, that, that doesn't mean she went out and bought coaches. You know, that, that goes into what information you take in. That's audio books, that's that's YouTube pages. You know, that's just information that's that's somebody who's done something that you're trying to do. Those are your mentors, and they're available everywhere. So I wanted to clarify that it's not like you had all the money in the world and you just went and bought your way out of it.
0: Oh no, you no, and, out of it. and I think why it took me a couple of decades is because I did not have everything at my fingertips for free, which now we get to choose what we watch, who we listen to, what we saturate our subconscious mind and our conscious mind with. When you go back 30 years, you know you have maybe had to go to the library and find something and how hard was it to find something or go to a, a, a professional and then it was kind of a hit or miss thing. Right now we have so much information. So many people are putting out amazing stuff for free mm. that is readily available any, you know, day or night. Yeah. So right now it's much easier for people that are jumping on this train and are feeling like whatever I was doing, it's not working. I'm not happy. It makes me anxious. I want something else. It's right there.
1: And you have one of the most amazing pages on YouTube as well. And somehow you've managed to dance around a lot of warnings and all that sort of stuff. So like you're still up and you're still active with a really solid following on, on the YouTube and, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place to be because you can share your message. Do you think that you're ready? Because obviously, you know, um, just sort of the way you went through everything uh, and the way the world is going through stuff right now. And we've had these conversations in the past, myself and a few other people that, you know, and you, you mentioned, you touched on it earlier, how we're replacing the old with the new and you can't do it. You can't just wipe the old out and start a new. Um, I've said in the past that it's people like you who are going to be the new leaders. Do you think with all of your, you know, your I, w- I want to say training, but all of your, you know, your many years of personal growth, spiritual growth, fundamental growth, financial growth, because this became, you know, a, a way of life for you. Do you think that you're ready to step into that role when they do abolish the, pol- the politicians and when they do or, or when people start just not paying attention to them? Or do you think that you're ready for the influx of people that will be coming to you?
0: I think we're all ready. All the people that have done their own personal work are ready, but not necessarily as, let me show you how to do it, but, hey, look at how I did it. Mm. Because that's one of the taglines on my channel as well. If I can do it, so can you. I'm not pretending to be any stronger or wiser than anybody else. This is a trial and error type of journey. And it's like when people come, you come from a place of authentic. This is the authenticity. Authentic experience. This is what I went through. Yeah, yeah. You guys are getting pounded right now, um, but hey, there's a way out. Look at this. Look at that. So I never um, regard myself as a leader or a teacher. I'm more of a facilitator.
1: But you will be, and 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 that's kind of what I'm like. That's maybe that's me, maybe me projecting. But your energy um, and this to me, it it has to do with you, but it also has to do with the universe and where we're at right now your energy is one of the most pure and one of the most enjoyable and one of the most authentic I've ever been exposed to. So when you and I first did that podcast, I said, I absolutely want to get you on the show and just express or share your energy with, with my audience. Um, And it, there will come a time where there is nothing left out there where all of these people that are fighting for us right now and the people that are yelling at us, they'll be the ones that are looking and there will always be a group of people that are kind of around Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting a, a notification on my screen that's telling me that my internet is unstable. So if you're hearing chop out, know that I did my best in post to fix that. <laughs> um, but back to you. There will come a time where, yes, you're not the kind of person that's gonna say rah-rush shishboom ba, let's walk on coals. You're gonna say, here are the things that I went through, here's how I handled it. These are the things that I thought. These are the things that you can think. These are the things that, you know, maybe you haven't looked at this in your life, maybe you haven't looked at that. Uh, and and your energy is is again, um very much a nurturing, kind energy where you're simply being yourself. There's no catch. There's nothing for sale. There's no nothing. Yes, there's levels to who you are and levels to the access that people would have to you because that's how life works. But as far as your natural course goes, um, you're one of the most kind giving people that I've ever met. So it's almost an inevitability that you're going to be at at the higher echelon of people coming to you to, to, to solve their problems. And, and I think that, I think that if you aren't ready for it, you might want to, you might want to be like, you know what, that might happen. So let's, let's go ahead and and start preparing ourselves mentally for a step like that.
0: Well, and I trust that just me living my life is prepping me for whatever I need to be ready for, whatever that is going to look like, whatever that's going to be, Hmm. because I just came out of a seven-year relationship with um, covert narcissists. And actually, when we when we look at that on a global level, we are all in relationship with these narcissistic governments. Yeah. So it's I see the similarity in how do you without getting violent, without overstepping your own boundaries how do you break out of a relationship like that how do you reclaim everything that you have in you to make that happen and that is something that i'm seeing that people on a global level they're literally it's like the stockholm syndrome they don't know they're they're in this they're suffering from stockholm syndrome some of them yeah. They're in a narcissistic abusive relationship and they're still making excuses for the abuser.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And so on let's look at our you know on a personal level how can we on a microcosm micro level start working ourselves out of abusive relationships and sometimes we are in an abusive relationship with ourselves growing in and evolving in as a person, that is going to be, you know, maybe it's just leading by example.
1: That's the best way to lead. Yes. You you broke up quite a bit there, but we got the gist of it. And that's my internet's problem. So I do apologize again, listeners. I'm sorry for that. This is just one of those days where I get a really solid guest and my internet's like, you know what? Screw you. So um, going back to that, when you have, the conflict and when you have the strife and when you have the, the desire to, you know, not the desire, but the unwillingness to be part of the, the Stockholm syndrome. I've found that to anyone that's sort of suffering from that. Um, when I've had the opportunity to speak with them, you don't ever, you don't attack the government, right? Because their, their immediate answer is uh, why would the experts steer us wrong? You, you bring up the the conflict that the experts just constantly don't care about. It's just a constant rotating storyline. But I've always found that the best way to sort of attack that is not to, again, not to push my views on them, but to show them how the story changes and how it it relates to and how it correlates with them. And on a more selfish note, I've also sort of taken aside uh, or taken the idea of when you see these people, and and I don't know if you and I ever talked about NPCs, non player characters, you know, in the world around us, um, there are a lot of people that we might waste our time on. Um, and this this demonstration, this what 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 what's taking place now, um is allowing us the freedom of not having to do that. Like there's a stamp somewhere that says, This guy, you know, you put a lot of effort in this guy, but you know, if you're gonna I like I personally would never approach somebody. And try to change their mind if they're wearing a face mask. Um, And at the same time, I don't know their whole story, right? Maybe they've got this, maybe they've got that, but I'm not going to be aggressive one way or the other towards this individual. Now, if this individual is wearing a face mask and is aggressive towards me for not wearing a face mask, there there was a moment in time where I might've been a dick or I might've expanded some energy on that. But you don't need to anymore. That's, that's a thing of the past. You're like, thank you for your time. We're out of here. You know? And like, I don't know. Do you think that like, again, I know, you know, this is a non-divisional thing and, and, you know, what's your take on, on how the world is exposing itself? Do you think that the world is, is truly exposing itself? Or do you think that you're seeing more of yourself through the actions of others externally? Do you think that it's a really solid mirror let's just say the external, the external. Oh,
0: good question. Good question. Cause it's, I always say that <clears throat> the mirror, everything we get reflected back to us is two major things. One is who am I and what is reflected back to me, but also what do I judge? Yeah. And whatever we judge is going to be reflected, you know, up in your face. So if I, Go out. And I, like I said, I live in Sedona, Arizona. We don't have a mask mandate. We never had to wear a mask from the beginning of COVID. So we went to the stores. We went to the restaurants. We could go anywhere without a mask if we chose to do so. So I had that opportunity to, in real time, see people that chose to put on a mask and people that didn't choose it. Yeah. And how do they... Interrelate. How do they communicate, verbally, non-verbally? Right. And I went through different phases. Uh, if I saw a person in, in his car, all by himself, wearing a mask, my instinct reaction was like, oh, "What?" And then I had to be like, "Ooh, okay, I'm judging this. So I'm going. That's something I can work on on my judgment." My judgment is my business. Yeah. What anybody else is doing is none of my business. Now, on the other hand, there were certain supermarkets here in Sedona that started to force people to wear a mask. So mm-hmm. what we did as a community, we took our money elsewhere Yeah, and changed the policy with our wallets. without being forceful, without going into a nasty discussion with you shouldn't be doing this or shouldn't be doing that. And they changed their way because they saw their community moving away from them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So that's kind of, it was a nonviolent protest of, we'll take our money where we are welcome to come with a mask or without a mask, because I'm not saying, I'm not arguing either way. I'm just saying there has to be freedom of choice.
1: Yeah. And, and- it, when, when, you know, you're going to get the people that, that, that say these things like, well, freedom of choice, freedom of this, freedom of that. And these are the Stockholm syndrome. And I've had these conversations with people. It's like, well, uh, that same store that's not making you wear a mask is making you wear pants. I'm like, well, Okay, Karen. You know, so it's like it, it, anyone, anyone can latch on to whatever it is. And this falls back to your thing, which is a, tr- a trauma, childhood trauma. And some people are addicted, simply addicted to being divisive. They're addicted to it. They don't understand life that isn't divisive. So it's like, okay, so, you know, when you agree with them, like, what's your point? What's your Mm -hmm. this? That's the kind of thing that I'm like, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to, we don't, in this day and age and after everything that's gone down, I don't think that we have to pay too much attention to that. I think that this is a gift that has allowed us to understand who deserves our time, who deserves a conversation, who deserves our energy. And that's not me saying I'm better than you, I'm better than this, I'm better than that. That's me saying, in a split second, there are more markers now for us to be like, I will engage, I won't engage. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is massive. I think that that, I think that, that cures division. And some would say, no, it, you know, you're dividing yourself based on your, your version of markers, 100%. But the fact that I'm dividing myself from this individual, it allows me to say yes to these other three individuals and to grow myself as, a, as an entity, as a group, as a, as a prosperous I don't know, whole being, right? Um, And there's another thing too, what I've always said is, you know, the division, they can only push us so far apart until they've pushed our backs against each other, you know? And now we're all grouped up, even though we were divided over here, we're now all grouped up over here. They keep pushing, they keep pushing. They've pushed us back together. So, I mean, we're living in a crazy time. We're, We're living in a wonderful world, uh, in that sense. And I know you got to get going. I know you've got to, you're one of them, one of them busy folk and I love it. Uh, and I love that you gave us some time today. Again, it took forever. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I'll wait another year and a half to get you back on the show. But if you could leave this audience with some rock solid advice, anyone that's going through anxiety or depression, or uh, doesn't feel good about themselves, you know, all of your stuff by the way and there will be I'm definitely going to be leaving the um, your, uh, your show links in the in the liner notes uh, a lot of the stuff that the mental mastery alliance not a lot but a, a decent amount of the stuff that the mental mastery alliance posts on the, on Instagram uh, we steal some of that from you as well we always give credit but we steal some of that from you your your stuff is solid so in your own words what do you you know what would you leave these guys who are amazing by the way each and every last one of you um any, any, any last words of amazing advice from Sandra?
0: Mm-hmm. I would practice self-inquiry and maybe even keep in a journal on where you feel your energy being drained. Like, and you can use that scale of consciousness to kind of feel like, oh, where am I going into fear? Where am I going into anxiety? What was I doing? What was I listening to? Who was I talking to? So that you become super aware of where your weaknesses are where your energy could drop. And then what makes you more joyful? What gets you out of a state of anxiety or depression? And for some people that could be watching a YouTube video of cats or babies, Uh, it could be a meditation. But just become super aware of where your energy is drained, where it drops, where your level of consciousness is dropping into fear, anxiety, and where you can be in a place of neutrality. And I think that is a gift if everybody can give that gift to themselves to understand themselves, how they operate, how they are designed, and just find something or multiple tools. For me, it's going out in nature, going out on a walk, just connecting with nature. Water is another thing. You could take a salt bath. You could jump in the ocean. You could go swimming in a river or lake because that is something that could be an instant reset. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel very well, it can be an invigorating type of thing that gets you back into a state of neutrality, could be more sleep, anything, just find what works for you and get to know yourself on such an intimate level Mm -hmm. that you immediately, when you are in conversation with somebody or you are watching something on TV that you immediately catch yourself like, oops, this is not good for me, or this is exactly what I need.
1: Yeah. I need more of this now. Oh, no, I love that. I love that. And your, your webpage, sorry, your YouTube is a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of your energy comes through on that. And man, I couldn't agree more when you talk about jumping a the lake, there's, you know, that, that first swim of the spring, you know, and then all throughout the summer, a lake swim far supersedes a pool swim. It's a, it's a totally different thing.
0: Yeah. And but even if you, you don't have a lake, just take a bath at home or shower. It yeah. can just reset your energy. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and the YouTube channel, it has a lot of guided meditation. So I'm not lit- not really talking about a certain subject. I'm literally handing you a tool mm. to go into a deeper state of relaxation.
1: Higher state of consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I uh, I, had a, I had a blast. I had a blast. And, you know, there's so much, again, there's so much that, you know, we could have talked about, we could have touched on, but, A lot of it has to do, it's all, it's all political. And I know you're not politically charged. Uh, And there's also no point in, 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 in giving a lot of that bullshit, any credit, any credit or any credence, you know, there's, there's a lot of times where, and this is one of the things too, a lot of people want to talk about certain things. Yeah. I touched on it at the beginning of the show, the, uh, the, the, the truckers, but you know, there's a lot of negativity out there that people want to fight over the negativity. And when you have a peaceful person like yourself and a peaceful aura and energy to come on the show it slows things down and it calms things down. And this show, this particular episode was a lot more slow, uh, you know, uh, more rhythmic than, than, than the majority of the shows that I put out. Uh, but I loved it. I loved the time that we had here. So I will make sure that all of your links are in the show liner notes. So everybody listening to this right now, just click on her YouTube, click on her Instagram. Uh, it's all there for you to look at. Um, and in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice.